For most men, there comes a point he has to man up and lose some weight. Most fall over the first hurdle, trying some extreme diet or fitness regime that's simply too hard or unrealistic to keep up. That's why Manshake was created, the simple and effective way to lose weight. So join us at themanshake.com.au and get started today. It's Friday the 11th of August. Welcome to Afternoon Sports. Shadwick here, joined by Shane Lee. Now, Shane, before we kick off talking about the big news in sport overnight, um, I just want to ask a quick question. I hear that you have got a new project happening mm. uh, with a gentleman that I was on your podcast with. Yes, Joey McGill, the uh, the leg spinner for Australia, to, who took 208 wickets in Test Cricket. Um, we're putting it together a little um, podcast called Wickets 208. Um mm. Uh, with myself, Stewie, and a guy called Jack Sharp, who's a magician, um, an Irish guy, a cricketer himself. Um, All right, I cover your drinks, guys, as a magician in the room. <laughs> that's right, oh, mate. Well, I, I mentioned on the podcast before that, that he actually, I gave him his first ever gig as a magician. Uh, it was for my daughter's 50-year-old birthday party, and he made one of the mum's bras disappear. <laughs> he, he got the audience wrong there but um, look it's a, it's a really good if you love your cricket we talk all things cricket um, yeah, have a little deep dive into what's going on in the world of cricket not just here in Australia but uh, overseas as well yeah, it's good, it's, and it's a good laugh well, if there's one thing you've learned about me doing this podcast, Shane, mm. it is my undying love for red and white ball cricket yes you love he it. He says, <laughs> facetiously. Lying through his teeth, yeah. <laughs> no, it'll be good. It'll good to check out. I love Stuart Gill. He's yeah, such a yeah, funny dude. He's so a cool dude, be, yeah. yeah. cheers, mate. That'll be a great listen. Let's uh, get into some talks up next. We've got to talk about uh, the football World Cup that is crushing it right now. Back to major stadiums now. So the NRL and the AFL are back in. Well, the NRL are back into their homes, which is exciting. Crazy news out of the Tahiti Pro for Australian mm. surfer Ethan Ewing. And plus, we've got to talk this Wallaby side. All right, here comes the update for the Man Shake Challenge. Um, so last week I was at 116 and a half. The big focus for me this week's been on sleep. One of the most important things apparently uh, to help you lose weight is to try and get seven hours uh, sleep a night. Um, so I've been doing that and I'm down another now down another one kilo. So I'm now down 115 and a half. So going in the right direction. But um, yeah, sleep's been a big key. Just helps you feel better, makes you make better decisions and you don't seem to... Um, snack as much when you have, have a good night's sleep. So that's been my focus. Have you heard about Cell AED? It's the world's first mini personal defibrillator. You can keep it at home, the office, or even in your sports bag. Cell AED is game-changing technology that you can use if someone has sudden cardiac arrest, which can affect anyone from kids on the sporting field to adults at home. Sudden cardiac arrest happens suddenly with no warning. You only have minutes to get the defibrillator on the person affected. That's where Cell AED comes in. You can help save the life of someone you love. Every home should have a Cell AED. It's really a lifesaver. Learn more at CellAED.io. That's C-E-L-L-A-E-D.io. Well, uh, action is taking place right now, probably, as you're listening to this podcast. Uh, this this is kind of still wigging me out about the FIFA Women's World mm. Cup, how there's, like, morning games. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> like, mm. Spain and Netherlands playing today. Uh, Japan will take on Sweden uh, later on this evening. And then the big one across the weekend is, of course, Australia v France. This FIFA Women's World Cup has been... I know we've said it a million times, and I know people keep banging on about it, but it's been 
awesome. It has. It's been so good, mate. And um, look, this game, Spain versus Netherlands, um, really interesting backstory. Um, we mentioned a few weeks ago, but the Spanish team had a mutiny prior to the World Cup. 15 players pretty much made themselves unavailable due to issues with their coach, um, Jorge Vilda. Um, and they've gone, we'll stuff you 15 players. We'll, we don't need you anyway. And Spain has sort of marched on. Um, Spain had a bit of an upset against Japan. They lost 4-0 against the Japanese, which mm. is amazing. They only spent The Japanese only spent 25 seconds in their half and scored three goals. <laughs> so they are, yeah. they are dynamic, the Japanese. Um, but they take on the Netherlands. So that should be a cracking game this morning. And then Japan take on Sweden. Both teams undefeated. Should be a cracker. Yeah, I think this will be exciting too, mm. and, and I'm, I'm really liking the journey of Japan through Some this are, tournament. Yeah. Yep. Um, and to see, if, to possibly see them in Spain match up against each other again would be fascinating. But the Netherlands are also like highly touted going into the tournament. They were so yep. you kind of you know you're in that business end where all the you know premier teams are playing, and then obviously an outside Colombia playing England, mm-hmm. which I'm hoping that uh, Colombia beats them, which would be spectacular. We'll go from World Cup to uh, EPL and let's get another Aussie twist on this one. I, I don't know. This story's been weird to kind of follow personally. I don't know if anyone else has been, but the the Harry Kane leaving Tottenham, Ange Postacoglu story. Mm. At first it was like Harry Kane wanted to leave. Yep. He wants to leave. He's going to go and they have to get rid of him soon. Otherwise he becomes off contract and they get nothing for him. Yep. Um, but then the story started to turn to like, no, Harry Kane wanted to stay and... And then the like, press started being like, oh, Ante Postacoglu loses one of his big names ahead of his start-off. Mm. And I'm like, hang on, I'm pretty sure he wasn't part of yeah. Ange's plans. It, <laughs> like- it, it, it's a strange one to follow, mate. So basically Tottenham now have accepted the offer from Bayern Munich. Um, it's around £86 million. Um, it can go up to somewhere around 100 with bonuses, etc. But it, yeah, Harry Kane's say, saying he, he hasn't accepted the offer personally himself. So... He's saying he's really enjoyed the preseason now with Ange, so it's very, very confusing. I don't know whether Harry's trying to be too smart by half here and hold out to try and get more money, or he's actually really liking what Ange is doing. It's hard to read between the lines here. What are your thoughts on it, Chad? I'm, I'm kind of confused. I'm sure yeah. more people in the know of EPL would, would gather, but my understanding was Harry Kane wanted out of Tottenham yep. in the sense that, you know, twilight of your career, go make a heap of money, blah, blah, blah. Mm. not that he was angry at Tottenham at all. Um, and then that Ange was ready to kind of, you know, make the side how he wanted it to yeah. be. Then it looked like the brass couldn't agree on what team uh, and that kind of back and forth happened. Now that you've got a buyer, if Harry Kane's holding out because he wants to stick around, I feel like that throws a massive spanner in the works for the rebuilding of the transfer window because you want that cash. That cash to do more. And that space to, yep. yeah, to start rebuilding the side. Uh, it'll be interesting to see. I feel like he does end up going to Bayern Munich, who also, by the way, just signed a deal with Logan Paul and KSI's Prime Energy Drink as a sponsor. Right, okay, there you <laughs> so go. It's like, <laughs> look going on in Bayern Munich. Uh, let's turn to the world of surfing. This is crazy. Ethan Ewing oh, was, um, mate, looking to kind of get into that world title frame, but he's broken his back. Yeah. Uh, surfing the Tahiti Pro in Chalpo. Um This was in practice. Like, this was just warming up yeah. that, that he did this. It was his lower vertebrae, so it looks like it's not like... I mean, it's obviously serious. It's a back injury, but it's lower back, so you're not kind of like, oh, God, you know what I mean? Well, it's, it's, it's um, L3, L4. Um, yeah. And, and Brett, Brett, my brother, broke both those bowling, and bowling's different to surfing. I know that. Um, it took Brett years to recover from that. Um, they're yeah. saying six, six, to, six weeks to three months recovery. But he's 24 and he's ranked number two in the world, mate, going into this season. Like, 
this this was his year to really crack it big and get all the sponsors and make a lot of money and mm. the poor bloke's injured yeah so a bit of a sad spot there yeah. at the uh tahiti pro for the for the aussie surfers there but hopefully the recovery is all right and he can he can get back yeah. on the board come but on man, Ethan. Get- what a crazy crazy just in your like you're just taking a couple of waves to get ready yeah oh man uh, look, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, speaking of making waves, Eddie Jones has made plenty <laughs> after announcing the Wallabies side. We'll have a look at it next. For most men, there comes a point he has to man up and lose some weight. Most fall over the first hurdle, trying some extreme diet or fitness regime that's simply too hard or unrealistic to keep up. That's why Manshake was created. Packed with protein and low in sugar, it's sure to keep you full throughout the day, not to mention it's only $2.49 a meal. Over half a million Aussie guys have lost weight the Manshake way. So join us at themanshake.com.au and get started today. What do we think of this Wallaby side here, Shano? We knew that there was going to be some shake-ups. There was rumours floating around that Michael Hooper, former captain, was not going to make this Wallaby side. That has been confirmed. The calf injury has basically taken him out of it. But some other surprises as well were thinking that we were going to have a veteran... I don't know how many test caps he's had, but Quade Cooper is not going to be a veteran half sitting on the pine during this tournament. He's not in the side either... A lot of shake-ups for this Wallaby side. Massive clear-out. Absolute massive clear-out. Eddie Jones has uh, put the sword through the squad. Um, look, I-, I said a while ago, I heard in the grapevine, Michael Hooper, even if he was fit, he was not going to be picked. Um, he's had his day. He Look, he's, he served well. He played 125 tests, very low win rate, but he was often the best player on the park for the Wallabies, so it was a funny sort of career for him. Quade Cooper had to go too, I think. So Will Skelton comes in now as the new captain uh, with mm. Tate McDermott as the vice-captain. The big news is that, that this squad, 25 players from this squad of 33, are attending their first ever World Cup. So we've got a lot yeah. of rookies, mate. Um, and we've got a 22-year-old fly half in Carter Gordon, who's only played four tests. He's going to be marshalling the troops around the paddock. It's, um, it's going to be interesting, but, uh, you know, sometimes youth can, can bring the best out of a squad, clear out the old well, dirt and get going. Yeah, well, I mean, look, I've, I've been... You know, a bit uh, harsh on the Wallabies because it's a bit fun to do, if I'm being honest. But yep. um, the the look of this fly half situation, I think, looked better in that second game against the All Blacks yeah. when we had like Tate on there uh, and you know Carter Gordon. Mm. You know what I mean? When the old boys came back on, it kind of started to look a little bit yeah. stilted again. Same, same. I think the biggest the biggest worry of the Wallabies as well is the is the ball. Yeah. Like we're not looking impressive when it comes to trying to roll over the top of teams when we get down to that line. No. It's going to be interesting in the first game we play Georgia, who they're big, strong humans. Huge. I'm not saying they're a great team by any means. We should beat them, but it'll be a test for the forwards to like get a push and roll on when it comes to the mall and stuff, especially on the line. So, yep, um, I like it. I like a little clean out, and this is what they wanted uh, Eddie Jones for, wasn't it? To try and get in here and switch up what's happening with these sides. I think probably people are looking at Vunavala's selection yeah. of maybe a little bit can't questionable. Get, can't but... get any worse, Shad. <laughs> get, yeah. Can't yeah. get it. So well, get only... ready for another loss against France, all right? We're going in with no wins, so just okay. relax. Okay. <laughs> uh, it's another uh, – a few retirement stories coming out of the AFL over the last uh, 
few months, actually. Mm. This season's proving to be... It'll be an interesting uh, grand final, watching a lot of the players that say goodbye this year. But four-time Premiership player and 2022 Norm Smith medalist Isaac Smith. Isaac Smith retires, mate. Superstar of the game. 277 matches for the Hawks predominantly and the Cats. 13 seasons. Um, He was involved in the Hawks' three-peat in 2013, 14 and 15. And then he joined the Cats in 2021. And 2022, we all know... Um, he won his fourth grand final, becoming the oldest player ever to win the Norm Smith medal um, in yeah. the 81-point win over my Sydney Swans with 32 disposals. Yeah, you got beat by a retirement home of a teammate. Yeah. What's going on there? 32 disposals, <laughs> 12 marks and three goals for an old bloke. And uh, he retires a four-time premiership player, superstar of the game. Izzy, Izzy Smith, well done. Yeah, huge. Uh, in NRL, uh, look, this is... We'll, we'll quickly touch on this. Manly get pumped by the Panthers. Uh, it was closer than I thought for a bit, to be honest. Mm. Um, one of the strangest plays we've ever seen where I, I, I would love to understand the logic. I wonder if it was going for the 2040. But that weird kick <laughs> yeah. from inside the 20 for the... They kept calling it force and backs. They're back. Yeah. It's like being at the schoolyard again. Uh, that resulted in the Taruva twi- try, which almost could have been called back, to be honest. Um, and then obviously a questionable one with Nathan Cleary looking like, you know, that ball bounced around a fair bit. Tough one for Manly, but um, they go down to the very much in-form uh, reigning premiers. Yeah. God, they look so hard to beat. They look good, but, uh, the Panthers. but you're right. Man- Manly scored two of the first three tries, um, but, but the kicking, it, it was so windy down here in Sydney last night. And Manly, mm. it's up there. It's on, on the northern beaches. It's, it's close to the, to the water. It's, it's even more windy. And the kick in the ball, you just can't be that accurate when it's that windy. I just don't know if these coaches get that sort of thing. Yeah, but also a tough round for the NRL when they're trying to convince people that the you know the refereeing is going to get better when one of the first, yeah. like that that high ball from Nathan Cleary that Liam uh, Martin leapt into. Yep. Like that was um, that's a that's a knock on. Mm. Like that's bobbled around, and then it's like he's on his back and he's past it. Cleary like looks like he jumps on it after losing the ball again. The ref calls six again. It was like yeah. an absolute shit show. And I'd have to say, I, I really think that yeah, the ball should have been handed over at that point. Mm. But they let the play the ball go on. Um, now, but the other news in the NRL, which will be interesting, is that it looks like this little battle between the RLPA and the NRL is over. It's over, I think, mate. Clinton Newton and his team have uh, held firm and they've got what they want out of Volandis, which is not an easy task, mate. They finally backed down the NRL. Um, They've already um, had a total media ban, but the threats of striking now and other uh, actions that were going to take place in the next couple of weeks has obviously scared the NRL. Um, And at a time when you've got AFL flying, got the Matildas, which is the hottest ticket in town, as you said before, Shad. There's a lot yeah. of competition out there. You can't, you can't be turning fans away from the game right now. So I think the NRL's done the right thing. I don't think they were turning fans away from the game. I, to no. be honest, I think a lot of people are having better fan experiences at the game. Mm. All these players going and chatting to fans instead of going to the media yeah. first time and yeah. stuff. I think it was okay. it was actually... I think that may have played into some of the NRL, uh, the RLPA going, mm. hey, look, yeah, we can just keep doing this. Yep. Fans aren't hating us. They're getting their photos with us, you know? <laughs> Uh, but it is good that it's going to be over. I imagine a lot of that sticking point would have been exactly what the RLP was after, which yep. was player welfare going into the future, the strength of certain competitions. And apparently, rumour is one of the sticking points is the NRL wanted to be able to extend the season. Okay. They wanted to be able to add an extra game or two. Yep. Or have the option to, which is something that the NFL does yep. in their RLP, in their player agreements. Okay. Um, I would be interesting to see if the NRL ended up getting... That okay because uh, yeah they get that then they don't give the players extra money no, that's right 
it's so it's a win-win for them. Yeah. And uh, shout out, NFL is back. American football season is in full swing. Preseason's happening in the uh, NFL and college football is about to happen. But a big shake-up has happened for those that aren't across it or are into it. In college football, there's a bunch of different conferences, heaps, mm-hmm. right? The big ones you've probably heard of if you're a casual fan of sport is the SEC. Mm-hmm. It's the biggest conference out there. It c- consists of like your Alabamas, you know, the big names that you kind of know. Uh, and what's happened is is some of the teams from other conferences have decided to uh, jump up and move into different conferences starting from next year, okay. which has caused shockwaves in the uh, in the college football because it now means money is moving away from a lot of the smaller schools. Mm-hmm. Texas and Oklahoma, two of the other big powerhouses in college football, will now be joining the Southeastern Conference along with Alabama, Arkansas, LSU, gotcha. Auburn. Yeah. Some of the biggest names in college football are now going to be playing in the exact same competition. Think of it like an East and West conference in the NBA and just imagine if like the Lakers and Golden State decided to jump over to the East. Yeah, gotcha. And leave all the other teams behind. Well, the thing is that this is the second most watched competition in the US. That's how big it is. Mm. 133 schools compete. It's huge. And you're right. And um, by the movement of these, the big teams going in, instead of playing each other just in the finals, it's going to mean one of the competitions or two of them will have no TV rights. So that schools go straight with you. It's going to be a big, it could be a big challenge out there. If you've yep. got any young kids that are a good punter, or maybe some young uh, yep. fellas want to be linemen and send them over to the US, don't send them to the Big Ten because the Big Ten is <laughs> struggling at the moment. They're losing all their teams, all the other conferences. It's a lot more convoluted than uh, yep. we've tried to make it, but it's it's just money talks in sport at the moment. It does, and I know this is a minor thing. It would seem to all of us because we're not over there. But this is the story when more money comes into sport. You've got people like, imagine this on the scale of, instead of it being like SEC conferences, mm-hmm. it's Apple's sport offering versus yeah. Optus yeah, versus right. Amazon yeah. versus Foxtel. Imagine what happens when all of them fight against each other <laughs> and one of them gets all of them. You know, you start to, as a fan, lose some of the entertainment factor because there's not enough competition. There you go. Beautiful, Shad. Well, what a good week. Yeah, mate. Well, that's it for Afternoon Sports. So make sure you hit follow, subscribe wherever you listen. But before we go, a big thank you to our sponsors. Fantastic sponsors, Cell AED. It's the world's smallest defibrillator. We will see you Monday with your daily dose of See you then, guys. Take care.